continue our lesson along the line about the application of the kingdom, okay, application of the kingdom. And so how many of us uh, remember what the word kingdom means? The kingdom word kingdom means what? Sovereignty. What's another word for the word kingdom? Authority. What is it? What's another mean? Ruler. Kingship. Is that right? So when we talk about the kingdom of God, so we're talking about the kingship of God. Amen. We're talking about the authority whereby God rules. Is that right? We're speaking about the, when we say the sovereignty of God. See, most people think when they hear the word sovereignty, well, this couldn't have happened if the Lord wouldn't have let this happen. Meaning, my baby wouldn't have got sick if the Lord didn't allow this to happen. Or, you know, my dad wouldn't have died with this if it wasn't for the sovereignty of God. That's, that's, that's not the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God is if you will say he is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the possessor of heaven and earth. That's sovereign. He sent his word and healed them all. That's the sovereignty of God. Are you following me? So when you hear the word sovereignty, you have to be mindful that when people said, you know, uh, God is sovereign, make sure you hear them completely in what they're saying, what the meaning that sovereignty is, what God's sovereign is, okay? Because God's sovereignty and religion, what mean of being sovereign is two different things, okay? So, we also talked about, when we talk about the word, the kingdom of God, we also are dealing with the aspect of we are talking about the kingdom of God from the perspective of right standing, our righteousness in Christ. Amen. So the whole year of which, which we started in September 23 to September of this year, 24, the theme of this year is what? What is the theme of this year that we're talking about? The open door, but what? Awaken to righteousness. Amen? With an open door for the appointed time. Okay, so we want to keep the vision before you of knowing awaken to righteousness. In other words, so if we are to awake to righteousness, that means we are going to be, we are awakened to God's right standing. Okay, so when we say awake to righteousness, it means to bring you from the place of identity or the place of knowing where you are to a higher level, to a higher way of thinking. That's God's way of thinking. So in order for me to function in the righteousness of God, I got to first understand what does right stand, what does righteousness mean? Again, it means right standing with God, but notice how my right standing came. It came through Jesus Christ. Amen. So you're not righteous on your own. You're righteous, but the righteousness of God, but it came through Jesus Christ. So put this up there for a moment, Casey. Put up this. Uh, <clears throat> let's open up with this. Second Corinthians chapter five and look at this verse of scripture. Verse 19, second Corinthians five and 19. <clears throat> and uh, let's see what this says in the. Uh, what is that? Uh, 
ANLT, New Living. And, and this is good. Watch this. For God was in Christ. Who was in Christ? So that, that go to tell you right there, God was in Christ. And meaning God became a man. Hallelujah. For, you know, in the, in the likeness of sinful flesh, like you and I, so that he could bore our singing. Okay? So it said, for God was where in Christ, notice what he was doing, reconciling the world, what? To himself. That means, here it is, this is what the word reconcile. No longer counting people's sin against them. That's reconciling. That means the books, you know, when I was in management, we had to reconcile our books. Okay? And we used to do this old, old, old way, old-fashioned. Little calculator, and you're going down them road. Huh? And then you got to go across. You got to make sure everything is lined up on this, lined up down there. And, boy, I, I don't mind being $10 off because I can find that. But a penny? Did that just drive you bananas? Are you following what I'm saying? And sometimes I used to sit up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning until I find it, and it's right there in front of you. It's like you got to take a break and come back to it. You say, oh, this thing been right here. <laughs> well, but once you reconcile those books, everything is, all the numbers match down, all the numbers match straight across, right? This is what the same thing about sin. I don't care what sin, you know, whether you came out of a homosexual lifestyle, whether you came out of an adulterous affair, whether you came out of drug infested, whether you came out of, you name it. Okay? That sin, you, that, that's not the nature of sin. That's the action of a sin. The nature is who you are. That nature puts you in position to live that life that are losing the body. Okay? But now that the nature has changed, then the life that was in the homosexuality, that was in the adulterous, that was in the fornication, that was in the gambler, or whatever that, whatever that looked like, well, you say, well, there are people saved today, Pastor, but they still live in some of the same thing. Well, because of a what? An unrenewed mind. The nature is changed, but the, the, the terminology of the old software is still functioning. That's what we call, to call an unrenewed mindset. In other words, you have, now, and I'm not that Tap, you know, that uh, savvy when it comes to tech. But, you know, you have a new hard drive. What if you try to use the same old software with a new hard drive? They don't work. They give out what? An error. Well, that's the same thing about your, see, your old software, your soul, it throws out an error. Why? Because your spirit now is no longer feeding life 
to it because it has been reconciled before God. It's no longer God, no longer holding people, God's holding people's sin against them. He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. The word reconciliation means chain. He's giving you, he's giving you this message that whereas I have brought about a complete change. Amen. Okay, so let's uh, back it up for a little bit, uh, uh, Casey. Go to, uh, look, let's look at verse uh, 14. Let's start at verse 14, same chapter. Look at verse 14. It says, either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. I mean, understood that. That just just go to show you that's another way of validating that the nature that you and I was conceived in through your natural birth. That means your mother, father, when you when they came together, that seed, that spirit of death entered in when conception was made for you and I when we came out. We were already spiritually dead, okay? Not because of anything you done or your parent, but it was because of the first parent, what Adam and Eve done. So therefore, we were all under the same similitude of the first Adam. We may not have done the same thing, but we were associates, associates under the same umbrella of the first Adam. So all we did was carry out what he's already put us in. Can y'all see that? Now, because Jesus was the one that wiped the slate clean, he's the one that t- abolished. Let's look at this for a moment. <clears throat> I'm going to come back to this. Uh, go to Colossians chapter 2 and uh, put this in verse, uh, let's see. Let's start at verse 9 and, and put it back in the King James for a moment. Colossians 2. I'll tell you what. Let's back up. Let's go to verse 1. Let's look at this. Look at the whole thing. For I would that ye know what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea. That's the church. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be what? Comforted. Being knit together where? Come on, talk to me, class. Where? In love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding. Can you see that? See? Can you see that? And that unto all what? Riches of what? The full assurance of what? Understanding. What, what does he say? I want your heart, that your heart might be comforted, being knit together in love. In other words, I want you to know how much God loves you. Hmm? And that he will not withhold anything from you because the issue, the criteria about sin has been dealt with. Okay? Watch this. To the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, at first, 
in whom are what? Hid where? All the treasures of what? Now, were we talking about that earlier this morning? All the treasures of wisdom and what? Knowledge. What is hid in him? It said, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That means God became a man like you and I. And notice this. What the first Adam lost, the second Adam, I call it 1 Corinthians 15, I think, uh, verse 56. The second Adam restore or redeemed us back into that right place, right standing with God. Amen. Hmm? So you and I have been redeemed, replaced, back in right standing with God. Not because of anything that I've done, but because of what he has done. Okay? Amen. Now, I know what's going on through your head. You say, well, if all that is so, how come I still sin? How come I still doing this? I'm going to get to that. I already told you. You got to, it's an unrenewed mindset, amen. You got to renew your, you got to renew your mind with the word of God, right? Okay. All right. So, uh, so he said, in him, in, in whom, and that's where you and I, we are in him. So if it's in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, then in you and I are hidden all treasures of wisdom and understanding. Can you see that? It's in your spirit. It's your spirit that's born of God. It's your spirit that's in right standing with God. Not your head. Not your emotions. Your spirit. So if you're going to bring about a convincing change of talking about application of the kingdom of God, you will have to have an understanding about the treasures of wisdom and knowledge that is within you. You're going to have to learn how to release that knowledge. You're going to have to learn how to release that understanding to walk in this by faith. Watch it. Next verse, case. He said, in this I say, lest any man shall beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Notice it. Your steadfastness where? Of your, of your faith where? It's in Christ. It's not in a thing. It's not in a person. It's in Christ. It's not in your pastor. It's not in the apostle. It's not in the prophet. It's not in the teacher. It's in Christ. See, when you keep it in Christ, if the pastor get off, if the apostle get off, if the prophet get off, if the teacher get off, then guess what? You still have Christ. You'll know that they got all because this is not in Christ. Hmm? I'm teaching you the word in the matter of the way as I can't trip you up. Not, not that I would. But everybody don't have the same, you know, way of thinking, okay? Next verse, case. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, how did you receive him? Anybody? Anybody want? How did you receive him? How did you receive Christ Jesus the Lord? By faith, but 
what, but notice this, what was, what was involved? When you say by faith, you did it what? By speaking words. So he said, therefore, notice this, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, how did I receive? Through the confession of my mouth and the belief of my heart, Romans 10, 9, and 10. Let's put that up for a moment. We'll come right back to that. Romans chapter 10, <clears throat> look at verse 9. That if thou should confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. See what you're confessing? What are you confessing? What? The Lord Jesus. Huh? That if thou should do what? Who, 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 is, who is the thou? I mean, I know we don't talk like that today, but I just, I grew up with old King James, so me and old King James got to understand. <laughs> so, if thou, or if you shall confess with whose mouth? Your mouth. What are you confessing? Notice that you're confessing the Lord Jesus. When you say Lord, that means everything that was wrong in my life, everything that was confrontational in my life, everything that gave me trouble in my life, Jesus is the Lord of it. He, he already he took it to the cross for me. Now, I got to gain knowledge of what it is he did. I need some understanding that when this thought tries to come back, when this uh, whatever tries to come back, I need to have this understanding that it's under the blood. When I say I plead the blood, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, what am I doing? I'm applying the law of the kingdom that I've been freed from this crisis. Hmm? Are y'all following me? See, through the confession of your mouth, if you don't open your mouth and apply what is rightfully yours, then if you just sit there with a thought, say, well, you know, well, it just, you know, like a like a fly. You ever, you know, had a uh, 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 a barbecue hangout, and you know how flies like to hang around while you out there barbecuing, you know. I call it barbecue. You know what <laughs> Somebody going to be on that podcast. That man can't even say barbecue. He got a barbecue. What are you talking about? <laughs> and the fly buzzing around your head. What that fly is doing? Man, I'll tell you what. It will try to, I mean, it'll drive you somewhere. So what do you do with that fly? You swat him. Well, that's, that, if you let that fly do that, it will drive you bananas, right? That thing land on your nose, land on your head, on your ear, and it just keep coming back, you know. Well, that's what thoughts will do if you don't do nothing. You see my analogy? I'm trying to give you all something natural that you can understand spiritually. That thought, you just sit there and let that thought just sit there and it just bang, bang. Knocking you all against the wall in your mindset. Why? Because you're trying to do what? You're trying to resolve or handle a thought with a thought. You can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts with the word of God. Hmm? Yeah. You fight thoughts with the word of God. He said, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart, see, that God has what? Raised him where? From the dead. 
if you believe that. See, then you're applying what you believe. You're applying what you say you believe. He said, thou shalt be saved. That's not saved from, from sin. That's saved from sickness, disease. That's saved from poverty. That's saved from defeat, the victory. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. It's the word of God that we preach. It's the word of God that make us alive. Hmm? Verse 10. For with the heart, man believe it. What does he believe? Unto righteousness. Why? Because righteousness is what is, is what? It's the attribute of your salvation. Righteousness is your trump card. It's your get out of jail card. It's your freedom card. It's your card that delivered you from sin. Hmm? So when you have when when you said, for with the heart man believe it unto righteousness, and with his mouth. Salvation is made. So you can't keep your mouth closed and think that you're making something. No, your mouth got to be open. Your mouth has to be saying what the word of God said. Why? Because we live in a world that is word activated. Let me say it to you again. We live in a world that is word activated. So if we live in a world that is word activated, then what words am I speaking? What am I saying to myself? Not less on trying to get the victory and be a witness to somebody else. Am I walking in the truth? Am I walking in the faith? Do I have the victory now? Or am I just confessing it? Do you really believe that you have the victory? Because it would be evident. Victory is an evident. Hmm? It's an evident that I came in a car. Say, so how you got here? In my truck. So, would it be a problem for me to go out there and say, what? What we say? Where your truck? There, there it is, out there. It's evident. The word of God. Notice this. The evident, the evident is you producing the God kind of life. It's the evident. It's known. They can't see it when I say I'm the righteousness of God. I believe, for with my heart I believe under righteousness, but with my mouth confession is made under salvation. They can't see that. Oh, but if someone is sick and I lay hands upon them, and the anointing of God comes upon them and, and draw out that sickness. They can see that. Hmm? Can you see that? That's what I'm talking about. Now, watch this. Casey, go back to Colossians 2 and look at verse 6. So when we say, uh, for the same way that you receive Christ, walk you in it, that's what these two verses right here are giving you. As you therefore receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, the Lord. Notice it, the Lord. Uh, uh, what is it? What, what, that, what that, that line thing is they call it? COVID. COVID, not the Lord. The flu, not the Lord. 
Sinus infection, not the Lord. Huh? Man, this thing killing me. Man, I can't hardly breathe. That, see, the world may talk like that, but the church, if you're going to apply the law that function under the kingdom of God, a kingdom-minded person speak what the word says. You don't speak your feeling. You don't speak your fear. You speak what the word says. Because why? The word is what? Notice he said, God became a man reconciling all things through Christ. Well, guess what? If it's been reconciled, you have to apply what has been reconciled. You have to apply like there's a change. You have to apply that you have been free. You have to apply like you have been liberated. So if you don't open your mouth and speak what you have a right to and begin to walk in what you believe, you won't see the power of God. You won't see faith bringing forth the thing that you call for. Are y'all following me? So he said, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, the Lord. You got to know he's Lord over this heart attack. Somebody may be suffering with a heart attack. Somebody may be suffering with, uh, what do you call that, when their heart uh, beats out of rhythm. I had a lady that had, I, I wasn't even speaking. My son was speaking. And I was just there, just to support and this lady come walking up to me, my heart beating out of, out of rhythm. And I could see her just trying to pass, say, calm down. I said, look at me. I said, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> it's just that, that flow went through here. See, it's not in me. You know, it's like tea. Anybody drink tea? We say, I'm going to make tea. Now, the tea is in the bag. But then when I put it in the water, the water become tea. Well, I don't understand if the tea is in the bag and how the tea gets in the water. Huh? The tea now, I take the bag out of the water and the water become tea. I'm not Christ, but I be with him. I'm not tea, but I be tea. Isn't that cute? See, I'm not, you know, I'm not Christ, but I be in Christ. See, that's what you have. And if you don't apply what you know, when that woman had that heart, a heart beating out of the river, then all of a sudden I say, then I took authority once I knew I got her in faith. I, that was, Zach was ministering at that church. We saw great miracles there. I wasn't even preaching. He was doing the preaching, but I was doing the ministry. How do you like that? <laughs> so, 
Boom. That night, Zach and I, we saw some miracles. We saw some things took place. Why? What is it based on? As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk ye in him. It's the same. The same way you received him as the Lord of your life, what I showed you in Romans chapter 10, all right? Let's go back, because y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all still uh, full of that, what do you call that? What that, that thing with the baby in there? The king, y'all still full of that king cake. Go, 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 go back. <laughs> go look at, look at verse, look at verse uh, three, uh, Casey. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, talking about the children of Israel, right? And going about to establish their own righteousness, that's, what, that's when you don't have understanding. You're trying to establish your own righteousness. In other words, your own righteousness would be you would justify why you have this illness. You would justify why you broke. Hmm? Oh, I'm trying to show you. You don't ever, you don't, look, you may have come from a background where you are broke. You may have come from a background where things may not be working for you like it ought to be working. I'm telling you, it does not matter where you came from. What matter is whose you are right now. Are you going to take your liberty now by faith? Or are you going to continue to keep thinking in the same light? Because your word is going to keep you there. I don't care what no one say. You can hear what I'm saying. You can hear what someone else is saying. But if you take sides of your own feelings, of your own action, you will stay there. Your words will hold you there. You are the prophet of your own words, of your own life. Hmm? Nobody holds you hostage but you, your lips. See that thing under your nose? That little thing right there. In your mouth, that tongue. I remember when the Lord was talking to me one day, you know, some of the things that was coming against my mind. He said, well, you got to say something. So you might as well speak the word. Either way, you got to speak, right? So you might as well speak something that's going to be, that's going to benefit you. Now, did I feel like saying it? No. Did I want to say it? No. What I want to say? I want to say what I feel. Right? But that's the wrong thing. That's what the enemy wants. That's how he holds you incarcerated in your own thoughts in your own body, in your own mind. Can y'all see this is not nothing new? But the enemy keep using the same old trickery over and over to trip us up, to make us feel to believe we don't have anything, to make us feel believe that we're going to die if we don't do this, this is going to No! How can you die with the life of God on the inside if you take advantage of it? You got to be willing to take advantage of it. Right? 
I mean, if I, you know, you told me somebody to say, well, I, I, I'm thirsty. J.W. said, I'm thirsty. Pastor, could I? And I give him a bottle of water. He just still, Pastor, I'm thirsty. <laughs> don't, they don't go all the way up there, does it? <laughs> and he holds a bottle of water. But he's so, he, 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 he's so thankful I gave him this bottle of water. He holds, this, he holds more value of, because I gave it to him than for him to drink it. Oh, y'all understand what I'm saying? Y'all remember, you know, some of y'all remember, we kind of got a little age. You know, you know, I remember one time, well, my grandparents, you know, when I used to go to their house, they used to have this plastic on the sofa. Anybody remember that? <laughs> some of y'all say, y'all tell y'all age, that's all right. <laughs> and, and, you couldn't enjoy the fabric. You're saying that the plastic, all oh, hide your case sit on it. Right? <laughs> You'd rather sit on the floor. <laughs> That's what we did. We sit on the floor. Because you could sit on that, on that stuff. Well, I'm telling they had more value in the plastic than they had that the material was there for you to sit and enjoy. It would be just like this water. And then the then then the, the the couch and everything it deteriorates, rot. JW could die because I gave him this bottle of water. I said, man, I pastor gave me this. I'm gonna hold on to this. I'm gonna hold on to this holy water. There ain't nothing holy about that water. That water gonna save your life. Drink it. Well, that's what we do. That's, 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 what, that's what most people, believers do. Here we go. You know, this is what they do. You know, well, you know, this, 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 this is my Bible. The Holy Bible. They don't ever read it, but they got it. This is their Bible. Are you following what I'm saying? But they, they got more value of carrying it, putting it in a safe place, but they never... Open it. They never read it. It's not for you to put on the mantle, on the, you know, on the, on the, you know, we used to have a Bible, we put on the table, the big old Bible. You see, you see, you lose the value of what it's for. It's not a book just to sit on the table. It's a book to learn. It's a learning book. It's like you, you went to school, math, you had social studies, right? You had science. I hate when you had to carry all those books, right? But you know, when you was, when you was a kid and you was in love, you carried that girl books. That was when I was a kid. <laughs> J.W. liked that, you see that? <laughs> he must have did that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that come from. Come out of there, you. <laughs> but anyway, no, it's meant for you. You had all those books, but guess what? Those books were for different subjects to learn from, to read, to understand. What is what the Bible's for? For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. 
and going about to establish what? Their own righteousness. I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> and have not submitted themselves where? Unto what? The righteousness of God. Can y'all understand what I'm saying here? Your self-righteousness, I don't care what religion you were brought up in, I don't care what tradition of church you were brought up in. Look, some people want to hold you. You got to do this. You got to do that. All that you got to do, I can't. If I could, I wouldn't need this. I wouldn't be here this morning. Okay, next verse case. For Christ is what? He's the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believed. Jesus was the only one that qualified to do what? To fulfill the law, the requirement of the law, the righteousness by law. None of us could do that. Okay, watch this. Next verse. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But if you live by, if you do those things, and notice this, and if you don't live by them, what you going to get? The opposite of what that righteous, right? By the righteousness which is of faith, but the righteousness, I'm sorry, but the righteousness which is of faith, speaking how? On this wise. Say not in thine heart, well, you, you don't have to, that's what it's saying. You, not, you don't have to say none of this. Go to the next verse. Next verse. This is what it says. But the righteousness speak on this why the word is not thee. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the word of faith. Which we what? Which we preach. So you're living by, when we say the word of faith, faith is a belief in something or someone. That's what faith is. I, I thought I was going to use my board this morning. Faith is a belief in something or someone. Now, you can have natural faith the same way. Natural faith could be I can have faith in Julian. That's natural faith. Okay? He said, well, I'm going to be over here such and such, all right? then guess what? Natural faith, I'll show up. I'm going to meet him. Right? <clears throat> but having spiritual faith, you, there's no evidence that you can touch. Right? But watch this. Hebrews chapter 11. Look at verse 1. And watch this. Put this in the classic amplifier. <clears throat> Now, faith is the assurance. What is faith? See, that means, what does it mean when you, you have assurance? You know how people want to give you, you know, if you buy this today, I assure you. Right? They're giving you what? Confident. Right? That's what faith, that's what they're, they're giving you confident that this is, this is this going to work just like this. Well, faith, it said, now faith is the assurance. Notice what it is. The confirmation. The title deed of the thing we what? Hope for. 
That means faith can't come until hope reveals or give me something to expect to go about getting it. Like, <clears throat> my mom will send us to the grocery store. And she put on there grits, eggs, bacon, bread, and a few other things. So what is she doing? She's putting on there what she wants. She gives me the money. What is she doing? She is expecting. What is she expecting? Huh? She's expecting what's on that list, right? So notice it said, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. She is expecting. So when you say that you are in faith, you are expecting hope is confident expectation. That means I got, she got confident expectation that I'm going to bring back the bread, the egg, the grits, and the whatever it is. Uh, you know, I know she got confident because it's going to be my hide if I don't bring it back, right? That's when, that's when, that's when parents used to whoop you. You know, you, boy, you know, they, 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 they You had a good old whooping, you know. Them <laughs> kids, they don't even know what that is. All right, but notice this. So she have confidence. What she doing? She get the skillet out. She got the water on the stove because she know the stove right around the corner, so it ain't gonna take me long. She, what she doing? She's expecting. Right? So you see, faith can't come until there's something you are expecting. Let me, let, me, let me give you another definition. The thermostat. Same word, hope. Hope is a goal setter. That thermostat is set on 70. It's 73 degrees in here right now. That, that thermostat will not shut off until it reached 70 degrees. What is it doing? It's cooling the room down. It's calling for something that's not there. But the thermostat don't have the power to pump the cool air in. The thermostat is sending a signal to that unit out there. That unit is for this part of the building, I can tell you, it's number two. It's running. It will not stop running until it reaches the desired temperature. Why? Because this thermostat is calling for it. When you use God's word and you say the word of God already promised you by his stripes, I am healed. Then guess what? Your word will not stop it would not stop, that promise would not stop until healing has manifest in your body. Because you are expecting that body, that cancer, that tumor, that whatever it is, that infection in your body, you have called it death. You have spoken to the cells in your body, I'll be alive in the name of Jesus. Once you do that, then guess what? The word will not stop working until... It brings you what you ask for. The thermostat will not shut off until it reaches the desired temperature that is on that wall. Right? My mom is expecting, so therefore she go and do the things she know to do. And when I come in, 
or whatever. If it's like it took, shoot, what took you so long, boy? So she would hurry up, put them grits in there, and, and go, why? What is she doing? Now, faith is the assurance. That means she's acting on what she believes. She's acting on what she knows, what she's expecting. What is she expecting? The grits, the eggs, the bacon, the toast. Now, I know this sounds kind of elementary, but I'm trying to show you this is how faith works. A lot of people say they are walking by faith, but they have no expectation. They have no way of expecting. I say, well, how, well, how is that going to come back? What does that look like? Well, what do you mean? So you're not in faith. Look, I say, I know I hit something right there. Because some of y'all want me to say, look, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title D. Okay, what do you get a confirmation of? You know, I paid my utility bill the other day, right? And so what did they give me? They gave me a confirmation number to assure me it's paid. Now, do I go back and pay it again? No, because I have what? Confirmation, right? See, my faith, my belief is if I do it online and they debit that out of my account, then I got a confirmation. It is the title deed of the thing we what? Hope for. What did I hope? I was hope. What was my hope in? My hope was what? To get the bill paid. Is that right? So my hope is in getting the bill paid. So what am I doing? I am acting according to the online system, and I put my, put my name in there, and ever got my little account or whatnot, they already got my little card on there, and then all of a sudden, they, they ask you, do you want to use this card, and then they just go it on. I tell them, I, you know, I'll be one saying, I don't want you to use none of my card, just pay it. <laughs> it don't work like that. <laughs> but they debit that money out there, right? So... Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the thing we hope for. Being the proof of things we what? We do not see. Can you see it? You can't see how they did it, but I know they took that money out. Because I can go to my account and see. And they don't wait. Oh, forget the paper. They take that money out, boy. You can see you go to your bank, your bank account. Boom. I mean, fast as you blank your eye, they didn't took that money out there before you change your mind. <laughs> All right. Look. So it being the proof of things we do not see, and what? The conviction of their reality. This is what I want you to see. The conviction of their reality, faith perceiving. As real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. So what is revealed to my senses? The grits, the eggs. I can see that, right? But I can't see, you know, when it said, in the name of Jesus, be here. I can't see that. What happens if the promise is delayed? You believe God. You apply the word, but you don't, there's no change in the body yet. 
There's no change in your finances yet. There's no change in the condition on your job yet, whatever. Anybody ever face that? So how do you handle that? Let me show you how you handle that. And what are we doing? I'm just giving you various applications here. Watch this. <clears throat> Go to Romans chapter 5, uh, Casey. And look at verse 1. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Let's go back. Go back to Romans 4, 16. Once I finish these set of scriptures, I'm going to let y'all go today. Not going to hold y'all too long. I think you're going to have enough after I get through with this. Are y'all learning anything? Let me ask you, anybody got any questions about what I'm saying so far? Do you want me to say another way? That's because this is not church. This is a class. This is how you learn. You grow in this grace. Right? And there's no need to come to church if you can't ask questions. We ain't here to look all beautiful, look good. You know, we just here just to look decent and do what? And receive the word. So I, when I walk out of here, I have a knowing. How to, I know how to do this. I know how to stand on this. When I'm fighting, I know what to do. Okay? Now watch this. Therefore, it is of faith. Remember I said the only currency, did I say that to y'all this morning in this class? The only currency whereby you can receive from God is how? By faith. Okay? Faith is where? In God's word. Okay? Faith is not in something. Faith is in God's word. When I define the promise in the word of God, then I can apply my belief. That's what faith, I can apply my belief in that promise and say, I believe I received that by faith. Now, then a corresponding action may go forth from that. A belief of what I believe. An action of my belief. But the action doesn't prove I'm in faith. You understand what I'm saying? The action is a result of my belief. Sometimes we'll go by doing something. Take for an example and say, well, okay, yeah, I used to wear glasses. I don't wear glasses no more. I've been stopped wearing glasses. God healed my eyes. Okay? Now, the promise belonged to me. Now, I very little try to use myself. I, I don't, but I'm just using this as an example. I had to wear glasses. <clears throat> but now I, I discover when I read about Moses, Moses was 80 years old. And the Bible talked about 120 how Moses' eyes was not debated, baited, right? So that means he didn't, his eyes were strong, his, his strength was not lost, and he was able to climb those mountains and look over Brother Joy to see the promised land. Now, I'm not 80. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? Not yet. But when I get 80, I'm going to be just as strong at 80 as I am now. Right? 
I'm gonna take JW with me. We gonna go run a go run a half marathon. You gonna wait for me on the side? <laughs> yeah, I did that Friday. That's the third time. Well, the second time I've done that in a couple of months. You do that every now and then, just to, it, because it's it, it's just something in you. But anyway, my point is is that you can't wait till you get to eighty and say, "Well, I'm gonna be strong and I'm gonna be like Moses and I'm gonna take that month." No, it start where you are right now. Are you following me? And so I took the glasses, but what I did, I got on the word. I got on the word concerning sight, concerning healing, concerning what Jesus did for me, concerning what I have a right to. While I was wearing them glasses, I was still quoting the scripture. Why? Until my eyes became blurry with the glasses on. Then I had to take the glasses off to see better. That caught me by surprise. And the more I kept them off, the stronger my vision was. But then it was trying to creep back up on me. I wouldn't have to wear the prescription glass. Then I had what you call reading glasses. And this was like, what? In some of my old videos, you could see, I think maybe about seven years ago, I had, I had glasses. You'll see me with reading glasses. Well, I don't wear them no more. And then, my, then the church members, Zach and all of them, they wanted to make fun of me. They bring me, I think Kim too, they brought me that little bit. Was you, Kim? No, not Kim, not mother. They brought me that little bit of Bible. Oh, that was Kim? Oh, my own daughter. So I'm going to fix it. Come in, here, Dad. Here you, here, here you go. They start bringing me these little bitty Bibles, uh, Brother Jordan. Yeah. It's like every week they'll bring me one little smaller than smaller. <laughs> I say, what they little cute self? Isn't that something? But anyway, what I'm saying to you, I don't have to have them. Now, that's not bragging on me. I'm just trying to show you when you take the law that governs faith for the promise. This is what it said. Therefore, it is of faith that it may be by grace, meaning grace have already made the provision for it. Now, don't y'all get upset if you wear glasses. Look, keep your glasses. It's not going to affect you with your belief in God. It's just for me. When I just see something that wears, you know, where you, you need, no, no, I, I don't accept that. I, I hurt my back many years ago, and it happened several times. I wasn't even supposed to be. I'm not even supposed to be running. I'm not even supposed to be working out with weights. I'm not supposed No, you can't tell me that. I'm not going to accept that. I kept working out. I still work out. I kept running. I still run. I have no problems in my back. None. I can bend over, I can squat, I can stoop down, I can hold my position. Why? Not because of me, but because of that promise. 
Are you willing to apply that promise? Because it's going to cost you something. See, grace made the provision. Can y'all see it? That it might be what? By grace? If grace didn't make it, then I couldn't, I couldn't stand on it. So it's not like I got this superpower. It's not like I got this super strength. It's not like I got this, this, this strong, so strong will. Nope, it ain't all that. Because I'd have been embowed to all that. But because of this life I got inside of me, this right standing inside of me, it wants the glory of God to be manifested. Because I want the glory of God. I have a desire for it to manifest. And because I have a desire for it to manifest, then it manifests. You got to have a desire for it. If you don't have a a desire for a change, then it won't happen. Notice this. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. That's you and I, Shah. All the seed. So it's not to say, well, that was for Abraham. That was for G. No, no, no. You're the seed. If you, Galatians 3.29, if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed? An heir according to the promise. Amen. You have to desire it. If you don't desire it, then guess, that's what hope is. Hope gives you that desire. Hope gives you that expectation. Hope gives you that confidence that if God were said it, if God did it for Abraham, if God did it for David, if God did it for Jesus, if God did it for the Apostle Paul, then he got to do it for me. If you find it in the Bible, the thing that you believe for, that is there, then it is yours. You got to find yourself in the Bible. I mean, if the doctor told you you had something wrong, well, what's for you? Everybody, now we got these little computers. Everybody want to get on the web. Let's see what the web says. Now you read that negative side, what the web said about this, about this. Now you go to sleep. You can't go to sleep at night. You jump up at night. You, you're sweating. Oh, it said I'm, that's one of the symptoms. Oh, I feel it. Yeah, you start making yourself. You all right over there, sister? Pat? All right, okay. Brother Joe? That's how we catch that fish, brother. <laughs> That's all right, brother Joe. I understand. <laughs> Therefore, it is what? A faith that it might be what? That it might be what? How? By what? By grace. Can y'all see it? Therefore, it is what? Of faith that it might be where? By grace. The only reason why it can be by faith because God's grace have already made provision for it. Right? I can't go to Walmart and buy, you know, buy, buy, well, buy me some eggs. If they didn't make it eggs available, why would you go? Right? Well, it's the same thing about grace. If grace didn't make healing health, if grace didn't make deliverance, if grace didn't make uh, 
prosperity, if grace didn't make, I don't care what it is. If you suffer, a person suffer what, you know, those of you and I, as you start to get older, you don't let that, 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 that demon of Alzheimer, that, that thing attack you in your mind. No, you begin to say, the memory of the righteous. Proverbs 10, 22. The memory of the righteous. Not 10, 22. I think it's 10, 12. The memory of the righteous is blessed. I say to my memory, you are blessed. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and I refuse to speak death over my mind. I, you know, the Bible said, in, uh, what is that? Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh. So what are you thinking on? In his heart, so is he. Amen. No. No. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed and not to that only which is of the law, but that also which is of what? The faith of Abraham, who's the father of us all. Keep going. <clears throat> As it is written, he said, I made thee the father of many nations before him whom he believed. This is God speaking. Who quickened the dead. What you mean quickened the dead? Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90. What did God make alive? In other words, God brought, God brought to them that they would have pleasure, that they would have, they, they would have this, this, this sexual drive to one another to do what? To bring forth the Isaac that he prophesied to them about. Your age don't matter when it comes to God. Oh, I'm too old to have a baby. No, you're not. They were 100. Now, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not speaking that, amen. I'm just trying to say. And I have no faith for that. I have zero, I have zero faith for that, amen. And my wife said, I second that. <laughs> amen. Glory to God. Shoot, I'd be 90 years old walking with my son or daughter. Come on, son. Teach y'all take them running with me. <laughs> Notice this. So he said, before whom they believe, even God, who quickened the dead. And what did he do? Call those things which be not as though they were. See, that's not something we chose. That's something God himself ordained. So if God was calling those things, page that be not as though they were, what do you think you and I are supposed to do? It ain't going to happen until you call it. But you must believe. Hmm? Remember, if grace made it, then faith, the hand of faith can take it. But if grace hadn't made it, faith can't take it. Faith is only a partaker of what grace has made provision for. Grace is God's part. Faith is our response to what God had made provision for. If you don't want it, if you don't want it, then guess what? He's not going to force it on you, but it's there for you. Right? Okay, here we go. We're closing. Keep going, Casey. 
who against hope believed in hope that he might become what? The father of many nations to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. In other words, God had to give him some faith. God had to give him some hope. What did God do? He took him outside. He showed him the stars. He showed him the sand in his feet. He, you know, all of these things was what? It was a way of God increasing his confidence that what God had promised. Look at the next verse. And be not weak where? In faith. How many times we are weak in faith? The reason why we are weak in faith is because we don't have enough evidence. And being not weak in faith, notice this, he considered not his own body what? Now dead. I don't care what no one says to you. I don't care what your conditions are. I don't care what's going on in your life. It's not over unless you give in. God would not quit on you. All right? Stick with me. I only got 10 minutes left. Watch this. When he was about 100 years old and neither yet the deadness of what? Sarah womb. So that means he, and being not weak in faith, he considered not. In other words, it wasn't mean that he wasn't weak in faith because we know he was, but he said, and being not weak in faith. He's not weak now, and he's not considering his own body dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. If God promised it, then God can make it happen. Watch this. Next verse. Read that out loud with me. Y'all ready? Read. So you see that? He did what? He staggered not at what? The promise of God. It has to be God. Through what? Unbelief. So what the only way the promise of God word won't come to pass in your life is your tradition. You got too much tradition in you. Too much religion in you. It will kill your faith. You got to get real uproot the tradition, uproot the religion before you can receive this word. Because it said, but we're strong in faith, giving glory to God. Next verse, Casey. And being not, I mean, and being fully persuaded, this is what always keeps me in faith right here. That what God had promised, God is able to perform. It didn't say I was strong, it said He. All right, last couple of verses. Here we go. And therefore, it was imputed to Him for what? For righteousness. Is that right? Now, go to chapter 5, Casey. Jump down there. And look at verse 1. Last four verses. This is what I want you to say. If a promise you believe. Listen to this these last five minutes. If a promise you believe is delayed, what do I do? Okay? Let me show you what you do. Because some people nullify their faith. Some people quit. Some people just... Therefore, being justified by faith, that means made righteous, acquitted by God, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice this. The first thing that happened once you've been justified by the judge, you got peace. 
I mean, if you hear a negative report, okay. But I got peace with God because grace already took care of that. I'm going to go to the word of God and get me some faith for that. Right? Right? Next verse. By whom also we have access. Notice the first thing you have. Now that you've been justified, the first thing you have is peace with God. Number two, you have access by faith, where? Into this grace. That means if I got a, a cancer, grace have already made provision. Himself bore my disease in his body that I through, uh, <clears throat> that I through, um, oh, uh, through sin might believe that he was made righteous for me. In other words, what does it simply say? He bore my sin in his body on the tree. If he bore it for me, that I might be dead to sin. Meaning, the thing that was alive, the cancer that came because of sin, not because I sinned, but because of what Adam did, that thing that's there because of sin, then guess what? He said, he bore it that I might be dead to it and that I might receive the gift of righteousness and with his stripes I'm healed. That's 1 Peter 2.24. Okay? Watch this. So by faith, he said, by whom we have access, by faith, into what? Disgrace, wherein we what? Stand. That stand doesn't mean, you know, well, I'm just standing. No, no, it's a stance that whereas I made my belief, I made, I done my homework. I done my research. I'm standing on the word of God. That's what that stand means. And rejoice. That's an important factor to your faith. Once you release faith in the thing that you hope for, you have to rejoice. Rejoice is, Lord, I rejoice. I don't feel it. I don't see it. But I see it in the word. Lord, I rejoice that I see right here in your word, I'm healed. I'm prosperous. I'm rich. What, I'm using the word. That's all I have. That's how it happens. Watch this. You rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That means the rejoice of the hope means now I'm expecting. Glory means manifest. I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm expecting it to see it. I'm expecting it to happen. When we had to have so much money for this building, not too long ago, I was expecting. I was praying. I was, oh, Lord, what do you want me to do? That's the first thing. Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want, how would you? And then I just start praying in the spirit. My, I had peace. I'm, I'm showing you what I followed. And then all of a sudden, I, I hadn't got five minutes in the prayer. He said, you got it. Well, what's the first thing your natural mind want to say? Where that? <laughs> I need it right now, Lord. <laughs> so what it did, it held me. The glory of God, it manifest, it, it gave off an aroma on the inside. You got it. Just hold fast. So I made my steps. My wife told me, she said, well, when you want me to go do this and that, I said, no. She could, she's sitting right there. She could tell you. I said, no. We ain't come this far 
to quit. We ain't come this far to lose. And I don't know what else I told her. I was in faith. I left it, and I shocked myself. And actually, I just went upstairs, and I stayed up there. Okay, here we go. Here's the last couple of verses you're going to see. Next verse, Casey. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. Why? Because the Lord already showed me. You got it. So the child is telling me what's a tribulation. You ain't going to make it. You out of here, fool. You going to come there and they're going to put the lock on the door. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And I, so I glory in tribulation. Nope, I already got it. You lying devil. In the name of Jesus, I praise you, Father. I rejoice. See, I wouldn't let that get on me. Knowing that tribulation, it worked patient. So now I don't have the money yet, but the Spirit of God said I have. So patient now is being employed. Holding me steady like a GPS if I was going from here to Los Angeles, California. What's the first thing it's going to do? Point me west. Right? And it's going to hold me steady until I get there. Man, you said, boy, I'm looking forward to get there. Well, patient, that GPS is going to hold me there. Well, I've never been there. So it's guiding me too. Well, that's what patient is. Patient is guiding you through this tumorous moment that wants you to quit. Patience say, nope, be steady. Hold fast. It's coming. You got it. And then all of a sudden, it showed up. Knowing this, what we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation work patience. Patient means endurance. Patient means I'm not going to speak anything other than what he showed me. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what it said. I know what I believe. I know what God said. Next verse. Here we go. And patience. You see that word experience? You know what that word means? Put it in a classic amplifier. I think this tried, proved character. See? And endurance, fortitude, it developed maturity of character. Approved faith, tried integrity. Approved faith. You know what that means? That means you have been through something that you know. You have a knowing knowledge. You have experience that God will come through you. In other words, you've been down this road before. Now, you, you, you are sure that the same God that spoke to you then, he's speaking to you now. That's what that means. That's what that experience means. Fortitude, develop maturity of character, approved faith, tried integrity, and character of this sort. It produced the habit of what? How you going to be happy? How you going to be joyful for something you ain't got? The word told me I have it. My part is to act on that and notice this. Confident will show up and like I said, 
And you, what do you do every day? Lord, I praise you. Lord, I rejoice. Lord, I thank you. And this is where some of you are right now. I went through that kind of fast. But if you go back and listen to the lessons I did about on faith a few months ago, this lesson is in there. On through the podcast, the church podcast, it's in there. I, when you're standing, if any of you are standing for any promise right now, these first four verses are going to be your friend. I didn't do justice like I wanted to, but because I taught on it before, there's enough evidence that you can go back and you can listen to this again. Because why? The enemy is going to do everything he can to fight you to keep the manifestation from showing up. But it's going to be up to you. It's going to be up to me to make that stand. God got people that believe in you that you don't even know. God got people that will do things from you, come from different places that you don't even know. It's not for me to know. It's up for me to believe him. And he get to moving on people. And then he, he manifests. I don't think we don't need any more money. We still need more money. And I'm telling you, I know God has already spoken to some of you about an amount of money that you should give because he's trying to get something to you, but you've still been prolonging. You've still been trying to figure it out. You ain't going to figure it out, baby. The more you try to figure it out, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be able to walk the way that what God called you to. It's going to get cold. You ever had gumbo that just lukewarm? There ain't no good gumbo, is it? Well, see, that's what, if you keep moving like this, what God called you to do, it's going to become lukewarm, going to get cold. And before you know it, you're going you're gonna to put it off. And what you did, you hinder a financial breakthrough in your life. I'm just telling you how, I have to, how, how we have to live all the time. So I'm free. God can go in there and empty out my bank account you know, it took a it took a moment, Lord. I got I got to do this, and then you just have to shut up. Because why would He have you to do something which He already know what you got? It's a matter of see, will you trust me? So I go and hit my little digital kind of hit that and say. Oh, I'm done. Y'all learn anything today? 